Welcome to the Essential Artistry Podcast, exploring erotic awakenings and liberated love. I'm your host, Luna Agnea, Essential Arts and Intimacy Facilitator, Relationship Coach, Tantrika, and Artist with a Passion for the Path of Liberation Through Love. In this podcast, you will receive first-hand stories of sacred erotic awakenings, transformational experiences, and love that goes beyond limits. This podcast is here to inspire, educate, and awaken your own sensual artists. Because when you liberate your eros, you liberate your life. All right, welcome. <laughs> I have with me the lovely Ari, who's a relationship coach, relationship expert. So I all guess the things. Say, all, all the, the things. things. Has a book. <laughs> does really cool things. Yeah. So do you want to introduce yourself? Sure, I'd love yeah. to. My name is Ari Kardosh, and I'm a relationship expert. I'm the founder and creator of a company called Reeler in Love, and mm-hmm. I've been helping people figure out. What are the stories we learned when we were children that don't really serve us now as adults around love and relationships and learn skills that actually work and help us really deal with our our challenges from the past and have the love and relationships we desire. And I wrote a best-selling book called Relationship Agreements, and I'm an international speaker. And I'm really excited to be here with you today. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, as we met in... Bali like five years ago or something and yeah back now so glad to get to have you here and have a little conversation um yeah so I thought you know we can talk relationships obviously (laughs) Um, I love that subject (laughs) yeah so you're in a beautiful long-term relationship you're a parent um you yeah I really see uh, since we've been you know on Facebook this whole time as well like all these beautiful dates you get like remarried every year you guys seem to have like this beautiful relationship with like yeah a lot of romance and things we have all of that yeah so (laughs) Jamin so I'm married to Jamin Patel Mm -hmm. and we have two amazing kids they're ages six and seven and a half now and yeah we have been really Jamie and I practice what we call conscious relating mm-hmm. and it's basically this idea that we get to be super tuned in and aware of what our relationship is and what it's calling for mm-hmm. instead of following a prescription. Mm-hmm. So I think most of us were handed a very clear prescription of what you're supposed to do in relationships when you were, uh, when we were chit kids about mm-hmm. like, okay, well, all you have to do, here's your whole life. All you have to do is go to school, get accepted to a good college Go, you know, graduate from there, get a great job, meet somebody and fall in love and get married and then get a house and then have kids. It's like this relationship escalator of like how you're just you just climb. Right. Mm -hmm. And even within that, it's like this is the prescription of what a relationship is supposed to look like. I put that in quotes. (laughs) (laughs) And for most of us, that doesn't actually work. Mm -hmm. And so for Jamin and I, we decided we don't want one label of like, what are we? The closest label you can come up to is conscious relating, (laughs) which basically means like we're just going to stay really present to what's going on. We're going to check in regularly about who we each are and own that and create a safe space where we both feel safe and free to be ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's freaking hard, Mm. but also not like once you learn the tools, (laughs) it's like, oh, 
If we just learned the stuff when we were kids, it wouldn't be so challenging now. We wouldn't mm-hmm. be spending thousands of dollars hiring therapists and coaches, and we wouldn't have to tune into podcasts. <laughs> like, how do we do this? <laughs> Why is it so hard? Exactly. <laughs> but we spent way more time, most of us, on learning math and science, and those are all important things. And it would have been awesome if we learned social and relational skills that are really are healthy. Mm-hmm. We learned the skills, but they're probably not good skills. Yeah. So for Jamin and I, it's really, okay, what is present for us now? Who are you right now? What do you want? Like, what do you really desire? Who am I right now? What do I really desire? And how can we create this space to really talk through mm-hmm. the self-awareness and then create self-love here and then bring it into the couple and say, okay, now how can we use whatever's coming up to mm-hmm. grow together. Mm-hmm. And is this relationship serving us? Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that we get married every year. It's true, but it's not like just for kicks. It's like for us, it's part of that conscious choice. So tuning into, you know, we didn't commit till, till death do us part when we got married. Mm-hmm. It was until we're no longer serving each other's highest good mm-hmm. and we're not growing together. So every year we get a chance to look at that and say, are we doing this? If we're not doing it, then what? And I'm very happy with the fact that we both have chosen each other. This mm. is, we've gotten married seven times now. Mm. We've been together for over eight years. Um, and But it hasn't always been that simple. It's not like, oh, okay, it's that time of year, time to get married. <laughs> it can happen any time in the calendar year. Mm. And it's really when we both come into alignment of feeling that or we choose to look at it again. And even one year, I think it was year six, it was a tough year. Mm. It was a really tough year. And we both felt like this is not serving us anymore. And we chose to create a relationship death ritual. Mm. And it was dark. Like we didn't know what was happening. We just knew like this is not working for us anymore. Mm. And uh, we ended up getting like, like, okay, I felt really called to go to this old volcano in Bali. Mm. We're going to go to this place. And we're going to invite our two closest friends who have really held us accountable over the years and can hold space for us. And then we went into this like, OK, how can I just own what I can and take responsibility for what I've created that I don't want anymore mm-hmm. and let that go and like just release it all. And he did the same. And we didn't know what was going to happen. It was like, is this the end? Is mm-hmm. this the end? Is this the conclusion of our relationship? I don't know. And through that, we came out on the other side. It was like so crazy strong and so connected like we let go of so much and it felt like we were we both like I think I want to remarry you right now and that was our ceremony like getting married again on a volcano with our two closest friends and this crazy like whoa what just happened yeah so we didn't even know and and now it's like okay every year we just get a chance to look at that yeah beautiful yeah I love that like I think Tris and I are kind of in a way doing something similar we had like our yeah hand fasting like one year yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. uh because yeah we're both like not fan of this whole idea yeah forever to death do a part I mean god the divorce rates like so high these it's so days high. it's like You're clearly like, that's not working statistically it's 50 percent, which means it's actually probably quite a bit higher because not everybody wants to share that information yeah, <laughs> totally so it's like okay yeah this is a different way to go about it that's like more honoring of the fact that yeah, like what what you might feel in this moment, definitely you can't guarantee that's what's going to be best for you or that's what like needs to happen in the yeah. future. And yeah, so many. And you're such factors. a different person, right? Yeah. How long have you two been together? We've been together three years now. Yeah. yeah. And so you're you both are not the same person 
now as mm-hmm. you were when you met, right? Yeah. And you're not going to be the same person even three months from now. Yeah. And we just, you know, I think we're just fed a whole bunch of baloney. <laughs> <laughs> when we, in these Disney movies, it's like you just, the hard part's finding your prince or princess charming and riding off into the sunset. Mm. And it's like, well, actually, it's the sunset work that really is the magic. And yeah. that's where the, you know, the stuff comes from. But we don't have the tools. So how do you two keep looking at okay well what are we today who are you do i do we still like work yeah if not what do we need to shift to help us work better or mm-hmm. or is it a relationship time yeah uh, yeah yeah beautiful and i love yeah the the death ritual thing because i think that's a key piece that is really needed for all couples is like i've, I've been noticing now the three-year mark tends to be when a lot of people break up yeah. and it's when you really start like accumulating all these stories about each other and like you're always like this and you always do that and you never do the thing that i asked for <laughs> yeah yeah and it's so easy to then like just create this whole idea of your partner being this like stagnant entity that it's like they're always like this and they happen to look like a villain so yeah <laughs> and it's it's a lot of work to be able to like really say like okay like yes there has been a pattern of this perhaps but that's not all that you are and like the more that I hold this idea that you are this like stagnant being that just is this and try to put a label on you then um, it's not doing an honor to the multifaceted beings that we are or ourselves and how we relate to them and it kills all the curiosity that's it and I say I think we love to get we we as humans really love to find patterns and make things as comfortable as possible. When I say comfortable, I mean like we want to feel the same type of discomfort we've felt before. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're like, I just want to stay in that discomfort because comfortable we're not comfortable with. <laughs> and happy most of us are not comfortable with. I mean, we didn't learn we didn't learn how to practice being happy mm. or how to practice just feeling at peace in love. It's yeah. like, we need the drama of the like, oh my gosh, that new relationship energy is so amazing. And this person's incredible and they're flawless. And then, and then when the reality of, oh, they're human sets in, it's like, we want to go back to the drama of, you're not everything I thought you were. Mm. And this isn't the way I thought it was supposed to be. And we don't have the tools to really be with that. So mm. I love that you're exploring that. And the word curiosity is it. I think it's that, that judgment that locks us in. And as long as you can be like, ah, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to be curious still. Like, how do I... Have, have that that we had in the beginning yeah again and again yeah when you're first like who is this mysterious interesting being and i want to find out everything about them and then over long term you start being like oh i know this about them i know that about them yeah. it's actually totally an illusion because they're changing all the time every day all the time <laughs> and so are you right yeah. it's like i i joke because we we often put a huge external focus you know out there so it's like okay well, what is my partner doing this is them. I'm going to really focus my energy on there. I'm like, do you even know who you are? Yeah. Do you even know? Cause I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> so to expect my partner to know, and I'm not taking the time to figure out who I am right now yeah. is really fascinating. Like, yeah. like really, I feel like my, you know, we, I feel like in general, I had this perception with my husband of like, I know him, you know, mm-hmm. it's been in eight years. I know him. And so the sense is that I, I know the big mountain that's in front of me. And there might be a little bit underground, but it's the opposite. It's like the tip of the iceberg. I'm like, oh gosh, I know the tip of the iceberg. I can guess some patterns, but if I'm guessing those patterns all the time, then I'm getting frustrated and getting stuck in that instead mm. of being like, okay, what about now? Can we just check in about this? Yeah. And it saves so much time and energy when you're just like, so tell me more. Is yeah. this how you're feeling? Is this what you're into right now? Cool. Yeah. 
And yeah. the story that I have yeah, about you, or like I notice that I I want to <laughs> say that this, or like I assume that this is gonna happen, and yeah, I think that's like one thing I love learning in like nonviolent communication. I don't know if it was even NVC, but like I don't know some communication all <laughs> workshops great, and all things. All the communication things. Yeah, yeah, and it's like oh yeah, if we kind of can speak in a way that also owns that and owns the fact that we will create a pattern and a story, and and that's. That's what brains do. So yes. we also can't judge ourselves and be like, oh my God, I've made a story about my partners. Like that's literally what I'm Exactly. And that's what we're always doing. Like the world is made of stories and we're, mm. we're story-making machines, yeah. right? If you're familiar with Byron Katie, like mm. her, all of her work around the work, she she says to me like 95% of the world's suffering is just because of the stories we create. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we are so in it. Mm. And we really believe our stories. But if we stop giving it so much power, we're just like, yeah, this is the story I have right now. What's your story? Yeah. Right? Because we all have it. And yeah. and in partnership, chances are your story reminds them a lot of a story they held with their parent, mm. right? When they were younger. And so for me, like when I get triggered, Jamin is, again, yeah, we're meeting making machines and we like to keep things simple and uncomfortable, right? <laughs> so for me, when Jamin triggers me, or not get triggered, I'll say that. When I get triggered with Jamin involved, then I instantly just take Jamin and I'm like, Go right in the box with my father. <laughs> Bloop, same thing, same person. I'm feeling the same emotions. So obviously the same person, mm. right? And it's like that unresolved conflict and trauma from the past. It just gets stored right here and it sucks. And then same thing for him. Mm. You know, then he instantly is like, oh my gosh, you're so much like my mom. Go into this box. <laughs> I'm like, now I've got two inner children fighting with each other about our parent issues instead of like what's really present mm. and where what, what we need now to recognize who we are now and see each other really see each other and trust like lean into that idea that we're not here to fight we're here to be in love and be on the same team mm. and, and I think that is such a foreign concept for a lot of people when they feel that disconnect right mm. in any relationship there's three stages there's harmony disharmony and repair we really want to be in harmony. We love being in harmony. It's great. And it's like we have to move through all three. And it's going to keep moving through all three. There's never a just harmony for the rest of the sunset phase. <laughs> so, oh, there's not. Oh, uh, dang it. What if I pay you? <laughs> <laughs> you can avoid that by just watching Netflix and sleeping a lot if you want to be in the disassociated uh, sunset phase. <laughs> but if you really want to be the juiciness, right, you would be like, okay, so we're going to move from harmony to disharmony, to repair, and how do we move to repair quickly and do it well so we come back into harmony really fast? And that's mm -hmm. where I see the long-term happiness coming from for, for people in relationship. It's like they know that there's going to be disharmony, but they have the tools to be like, ah, we're in that crappy phase again. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be here. The tools are hard to use sometimes, so I'm just going to lean in and do it. Oh, my gosh, they just worked again. Cool. Now we're back in connection. This is awesome. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah, I love all that. And, yeah, so I think, like, I know for me, my first, like, longer-term relationship, like, we we didn't really get support or help, and so we would just keep, like, spiraling in this loop that would just kind of get worse and worse and um towards the end of that's when I started like studying relationship coaching and started going to like lots of workshops and and then getting all these tools but I found it so hard to implement at first especially when the other person didn't know the tools yes. and it was yeah like oh I know I'm supposed to use this like non-violent 
communication technique, but like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Just really like, wow, so immature. And it was so different than like, then in my new relationship, how we both kind of got the tools mm. first and we both really committed and we're like, we're going to set the timer and do the practice. Yes. And yeah, it does really work as much as it feels so like awkward, awkward. <laughs> counterintuitive so awkward. and embarrassing. Yes. I mean, it's like, again, if we learned this in kindergarten, mm. we would have learned this way. We would have had like, okay, kids, now we're going to sit down <laughs> we're going to learn how to use this. We're going to really learn how to listen to each other. We're going to learn how to not take everything so personally. Not interrupt and not try to fix them. Just right. listen and hold space. Right. Yeah. And empathize. We're like, if we learned all this, we wouldn't feel so dumb now trying to learn it. It's like, why don't we know it? It's because we learned the wrong thing so, for so long. Yeah. And the fact that you guys learned the tools and you're like, okay, this is awkward. We're still going to do it. And I remember for the first year maybe of our relationship, I, I tried to teach Jamin some tools. I think it was maybe a Mago dialogue or something mm. at the time. And and I was like, okay, and then you just say this phrase. And he's like, no one talks like that. <laughs> and he refused. Like, he was just like adamant, like, no, we're gonna sort this out. I know I'm a, he's a great speaker. <laughs> he's a great speaker. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'm just gonna, we're gonna talk through this, you know? And it just would be like days, mm. days of that disharmony. And then finally one day, I think he just got so exhausted. <laughs> Fine. And he was like, he just said the tool, he just used it, and everything went bloop done <laughs> let's go get dinner and be in connection and, and it was just like what yeah. what he's like that was so easy why doesn't everybody talk like this <laughs> so that really shifted once we're like mm -hmm. okay so even though it hurts our egos yeah. <laughs> to do it and learn the tools it's like well but after you learn them it's just how you talk mm -hmm. like it just becomes normal it becomes your culture and your relationship and then people around you see that and they're like wow they talk really weird but they seem so happy. Yeah, but it seems to be working. Yeah. Crazy. What is that thing you're doing? And you get to share it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Let's say now it's just like, um, I, I love the noticing game of um, authentic relating where it's just like, yes. you know, like, oh, just there'll be like that, that subtle, like trigger that like, isn't really an argument, but you just feel the energy shift and you just start feeling this like gaping hole between you two. And then yes. I would just be like, I notice I'm feeling really disconnected from you right now. Yeah. <laughs> I just just saying that notice, and then it's like, oh, I am too. Okay, mm. what do we do? Yeah, come back together, and yeah, it's just amazing. These real simple tools and practices that are just completely game changing. I'm like, ah, oh, everyone needs to know this stuff. They do. I mean, it's just different. Can I tell a story? Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna tell a story that I love to tell. This one is the hot sauce story. Mm. Um, so here in Indonesia, we have a hot sauce. We call it sambal. And there's lots of different kinds. And um, one day, a couple months ago, um, Jamin wasn't feeling very well. And so I was going to go out and grab some dinner for us. I love, we both love a dish called nasi champur, mm, which is like, you go to like a buffet and you choose your favorite dishes into one plate. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get some nasi champur for us. Now we've done a lot of personal work. We know that we have these, remember how I said we, we go back to a story of where like he becomes my dad. Mm -hmm. I become, we also have these core wound stories. Mm -hmm. So we're carrying like this, this ongoing loop of how life sucks all the time in some way. And so for me, my, my core wound story is I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. And no matter what I do, there's always a little voice that tells me I didn't do it good enough. Mm. And then for Jamin, there's this always, always this little voice of I'm not considered, mm. right? They don't see me. I'm not considered. Yeah. And so now this is important for the context of the story. So 
we uh, were getting ready to leave. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out and get you some nasty chum. What, what do, would you like to eat? And he's like, oh, just get me, you know, stuff, just something delicious. Now, I know this game well enough to not be fooled. I'm like, no, because if I get you the wrong thing, then you're going to feel not considered and I'm going to feel not good enough. So tell me exactly what you want. I'm going to write it down. So I write down this list and I check. Okay, you want this? And he's like, yes. And I want sambal mera, which is the red hot sauce. Got it. No problem. So I go out. I'm like picking out buffet. I'm even looking at my phone, make sure I got it all. Check, check, check. I'm such a good girl. <laughs> like come home and we sit down. He's like, thank you so much for getting dinner. And then we open up our meals to eat and you can just feel it go, the energy go boom, like a huge wall goes up around him. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> you know, and inside I go straight into the loop. I'm like, oh my gosh, I really screwed this up. I'm not good enough, right? And I'm like starting to loop. And for me, it's like all of my safety mechanisms are like pull back, pull back, pull back, pull back, pull back. And I can just feel this thing. And he's, whatever's going on in his internal landscape, he's pulling back too. And what would we normally do? Like the old way for us would have been I shut down, he shuts down, we don't really talk, we move away, we take space, and eventually one of us cracks and, you know, there's kind of a drama and explosion and we both fight each other and I get really defensive and, um, and I was like, okay, breathe. <laughs> I'm just going to do that noticing game that you just mentioned. Mm. So, hey, babe, I'm noticing something just shifted between us. Like, can you tell me what just happened? And he was really quiet for a moment. He's like, you know that I'm sick. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, and when I'm sick, you know I need lots of hot sauce. <laughs> I'm like, oh. He's like, you got me one scoop. I needed like five. I'm like, oh, okay. So this is a turning point where the old me would be like, screw you. You didn't tell anyone in five. I wrote down what you wanted. You didn't even say that. Like, you know, like take some self-responsibility, you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm the righteous victim, you know? <laughs> and instead I was like, okay, how can I just let him feel what he's feeling? Right. And just be there. So I took a breath and tried to not to get personally. This isn't about me. Mm. He's remembering when he hasn't been considered in the past. He's remembering when his mom didn't whatever, you know? And so I'm like, okay, so how do I witness what just happened? That's the first step of emotion coaching, witnessing. Okay, so you asked me to bring, I asked you if you wanted food, I brought it for you, and it's not what you wanted. And my second step is name the feelings, and you're feeling really not considered and sad and angry and frustrated. And then the last step is to empathize. And I love this phrase so much. We just, we use it at the end of everything. It's if I were you, I'd feel the same way too. Mm. I'm not them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to feel that way. But if I was them in that reality, yeah. <laughs> I would totally feel the same way. Because that's what's happening. Because that's what's happening. <laughs> and I can empathize with those emotions. Yeah. Like I can think of a time when I felt not considered and sad and let down. And, you know, so I had to tune into that part. I'm like, oh, yeah, that really hurt when I felt not considered. And mm. like, especially when I was in a time of like low immunity mm. and just want to be taken care of. And it's like, oh, yeah, that really would suck. Yeah. Yeah. Did I get that? Is there more? And then you can just see this whole nervous system go, ah, you know, yeah. and it's like, oh, and now he comes back. And we know enough then to let the, the, the speaker be heard for like at least 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I just gave him the space. And yes, a part of me wanted to be like, now hear my side. Yeah. Dang it. But I would do my child's yes. work and I take care of you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and my inner child's freaking out too. Yeah. Right. But it's, here's the thing. I think that most people in our, in our mental model, we have this idea that 
if there's conflict, we both have to resolve the conflict right now. Mm. But here's a different, I love this, this image. Imagine that you're sitting on a bench, two healthy adults sitting on a bench, having a nice conversation. And in front of us in this park, there's a sandbox. Mm. And it's like, well, if one of us gets triggered, you need, maybe you need to jump into the sandbox. Go have your moment. Go have your tantrum. Like, have your trauma response. You know, mm -hmm. fight, flight, freeze, fawn, whatever you need to do. You're throwing sand everywhere. But can I just hold space for you and let you have your thing? Mm -hmm. Whereas most people are like, you're in the sandbox? I'm getting the sandbox, too, right now. And then they jump in, and everybody's, like, throwing sand, mm -hmm. and, like, life is terrible. And that's harder to get back into to connection. Yeah. So... If you just imagine the sandbox and say, okay, I'm going to stay here. I will get my turn in the sandbox. Mm. I'm going to get it. Don't worry. Chill out. I will get my space. So I, I hold space for Jamin to be in a sandbox. And at least 20 minutes later, if not the next day, if I, if I can hold that and be okay with it, and I'll journal or call a friend or hit a pillow or something. Um, and I said, hey, babe, I really feel loved if I could get a turn sharing my experience of yesterday. Yeah. And now he's calm and he's on the bench. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, sure, go for it. And then I can jump into the sandbox and he can hold space there. Mm. And he can do all those tools for me. And then there's no more tension and we've moved through it. And it's like, boom. Yeah. Magic. And it didn't get ignored. It didn't get bypassed. Yeah. It got to, you know, run the energy. But yeah. 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 I think I, so much of this really comes down to getting your ego out the way, I think, Ugh. in relationships. And it's so hard because you so want to be so right. Hard. And one of my teachers says, like, yeah, people would rather be right than be happy. Oh, yes. And it's like, without a doubt, that's what yeah. the ego does. It's like, no, like, I will double down and I'll prove myself right, even if it's at the expense of all the love and relationship and kindness yeah. or whatever, because, like, I need to protect myself and I need to show that, like, I'm the righteous. Yes. Brilliant one. And, like, yes, yeah, so I think, I know for me, a lot of evolving in relationships goes hand in hand with, like, spiritual work of, you know, watching the ego, witnessing it, doing the shadow work and being yeah. able to be, like, okay, like I don't actually in this moment have to prove myself and it's actually not going to benefit the relationship at all yeah. to, to be right in this moment. So can I just be made wrong, even though it's really uncomfortable yes. for the sake of love? Yes. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then once they're out of their trigger, then usually you meet each other and yeah, yeah it's all yeah. fine. And it's but. not like you need to be self-sacrificing. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I do see people be like, okay, I learned the tool so that I can take care of them. Yeah. And I like never come back i never revisit it right mm. it's never about me again i wonder I just about both be the martyr, of you. Yeah. right <laughs> which eventually is going to build a lot of resentment mm. and things are going to explode and it's just no no good yeah so instead it's like how can we how could we okay this i can i can lean in and i can give you this love and i can hold space for you and then when you're back on the bench i'm going to request my turn yeah because my voice is also important mm. my feelings are also important so how can we validate for that for each other and remember that we're in each other's care Mm. instead of enemies yeah beautiful yeah and I think so much of this like you know it can sound easy enough even like listening to us talk about it but like when you're in the middle of a trigger it's like oh, some gosh. of the hardest thing like I know some nights when we're like in a half and we're on other sides of the bed like that act of being the one to roll over yes. and to like do the lean in <laughs> oh my gosh it's like that actually takes such courage and like heroic strength when all you want to do is just contract into a little ball yes. and be the victim and be yes. like fuck you <laughs> yes totally yeah. and that's why I have my clients practice when there is no trigger yeah I want this to like you have the language you know where it's at you have a printout in the refrigerator 
over dinner, you're making up an, like, a, a small thing came up. Oh, yeah, you, you didn't wash the coffee mug this morning. Let's mm-hmm. talk about it. Let's use a tool now yeah. so that it's already in us. I, I help teach um, a partner dancing called mm-hmm. Kizomba. And it's like you have to learn the foundations and you have to practice some of the foundations. Otherwise, you're thinking about it and you're, you don't know how to do the move because you're always in your head. But it's like once we have it in us, they just happen. You turn the music on, it just happens. Yeah. Same thing with communication. If you learn the way to do it, then it just happens instead of being a struggle of like, ah. Yeah, like I'm so glad around one year into our relationship, um, I did a trade with another relationship coach and we we went through a bunch of sessions because like both of us have been like, okay, we've done enough of relationships where the core wounds all come up uh-huh. and the trauma comes up. And we're like, let's like get in early, I, I guess, and not wait until like it's all blowing up in, in other regards. And especially since, you know, I teach this stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'm yeah. gonna, gonna also receive it. And it was so good. Also like going to some of these core wound and inner child triggers when you're not actually triggered at the time yes. and, and being able to like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Witness me in this wound when it's not too late and we're already yeah. <laughs> like in the middle of some shit. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I love that. And I love that you have this, um, uh, proactive desire to be in it and, and have somebody else who's not in your relationship, help you mm. help you like see that and hold you accountable. Like, Right. I think so many people just don't know that they can do that. Yeah. And it's I think, yeah, again, the ego is like embarrassing, I think, for people to admit. And it's hard then. Like, I know when I've had some clients and they're like really like at the very kind of dregs of their relationship, they've let it go on so long and the pattern gets so deep that it's quite hard to work with at that point when someone's yes. like on the edge of divorce and they're, you know, really like yes. against each other. But it's so much better when you work with people that are like, okay like the shit's starting to come up (laughs) like we're noticing these patterns are coming up like let's you know we value our relationship we value uh this love so like let's Let's take some action and yeah how do you find like with kind of people that you work with around this what oh yeah I mean I get so I get so excited when people are like hey we got some little stuff, but we really just want to learn the tools. Mm. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, Yay. this is great. <laughs> I cannot tell you how much time and money and energy you're about to save, yeah, right? Totally. It's like, it, 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 but at the same time, I understand most of us have been fed a story that you should mm. be able to do love and relationships really well. Yeah. And I just, especially if it's the right person right. and it's, it's your soulmate, then it'll just happen oh easy. My gosh. And you'll just be able to figure it out. Right. And I'm like, okay, really pause for a moment and think about how many successful, quote unquote successful, whatever you would deem successful and healthy relationships you can think of that have mm. been around for a while, that have mm. lasted. We don't have a lot of role models. Mm. We just don't. So this thing that we are all quote unquote should supposed to be good at, nobody's actually good at. It's just yeah. a story that we all somehow bought into. It's like, if you're not good at a sport, a sport and you want to learn a sport, you're not good at dancing, you want to learn dancing, you're not good at business, you want to learn business, you hire a coach, yeah. right? It's like you learn from somebody who's already done it. So you don't waste decades and thousands and thousands of dollars on learning this stuff Mm. but instead we're like oh gosh it's so embarrassing there's like a sense of shame and guilt put on Mm. us of if we don't know how to do love in relationships there's something wrong with us yeah everything's screwed up (laughs) yeah and also i've noticed there's like resistance in people as well when it comes to actually investing money in it because it's like oh i'll pay to learn a business or i'll pay to like learn something that's gonna like make me money or whatever and it's like 
I know relationships are such a big part of our lives and something that like a lot of people, you know, on their deathbed say it's like one of the most important things in their entire life. But it's like, yeah, this resistance to yeah, admitting that they need support and then actually having this worthiness of like, actually, I do really value and respect my relationship yes. enough to say like, OK, actually, this is worth like worth putting, the investment of time, energy, yeah. resources, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard because I think like in business, the ROI is so clear. It's mm. like, OK, well, if I learn how to do the sales this way and I get X number of clients, then obviously it paid it back. Right. Yeah. But in relationships, it's kind of the opposite. It's where it's like you don't see the yeah. thing that was causing stress because it's going away or yeah. it's not even appearing. It's like, oh, I don't you. How many hours of fighting? How many hours mm. of disharmony? would have been there had you not learned these tools. If you're already in it, if you're already deep in it, you can see it. it's like, oh, it's lessening, it's lessening, great. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing proactively, yeah. you have to go on faith that, oh my gosh, we are saving ourselves so much heartache. Yeah. And and just believing it and and celebrating. You don't have to like just guess, okay, maybe we save this. Like every time we use a tool, we notice. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, babe, we just came back into harmony and like that was like 20 minutes. Yeah. That was amazing. That would have cool. been like two days of right. frustration before. Great. Yeah. So I'm celebrating. Yeah. And if I need to, like, I work with a lot of uh, tech executives. And so there's a lot of logic, right? And so sometimes I'm like, okay, just keep a spreadsheet. Every time, <laughs> every time you guys move through something quicker, quicker than you ever had before, figure out what that time was and assign it how much that's worth in your life. Yeah. Right? I, I guarantee you. And as people are like thinking about divorce, like divorce is like $30,000-ish on average right now in the U.S. Wow. To move through divorce. So it's like, just imagine I'm saving you at least $30,000. Yeah. If you and guys therapy wanna, for your kids. If and therapy kids for kids. Yes. To. You get to teach your kids this. They yeah. get to like learn this right now. It's a multi-generational tool. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I love like teaching adults this work is knowing that also, yeah, that's going to impact their families and their other relationships and not even just the relationship that they might be in in that moment, but like all of their future relationships. Yes. And it's like, yeah, so, yeah, so good. And all these tools, I mean, I'm sure you bring all these into the like, intimacy, right? Mm -hmm. And how you are helping people with their connection to themselves and to their lovemaking, right? It's like, yeah. it applies everywhere. It's not just like how we talk at the dinner table. Yeah. It's like, this is how we show up in the bedroom too. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah, for sure. Even when I'm teaching people like Shibari bondage, a lot of people come out of the workshop like, hmm, I learned how to talk. <laughs> that was actually what I learned more than the ropes was like, wow, I never even like discussed what would happen before right. I get intimate with someone. And yeah, I love like being able to drop these tools around like yeah, consent and communication and intimacy building, co-regulation, yes. like, you know, aftercare and stuff like that. Yes. And and I find that, yeah, really helps as much as the the vocal tools as well, like knowing how to, yeah, just like breathe together and be together with your bodies and like regulate your nervous systems together. And that stuff's like, wow, wow, changing. Yeah, so I'd love to hear like as we kind of round off this conversation, what you know, some of your tips would be for people maybe in longer term relationships or, um, yeah, I mean, I know we've been talking a lot about like moving through conflict. So maybe, yeah, either that or if you feel like sharing out yeah, the things that help, like, yeah, keep the keep romance the alive. love alive. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> um, so I'll say this. Uh, there's so much. But just going back to the concept of 
give yourself permission to not know. Mm. Right? Give yourself permission to just be curious and notice, to start to notice in your life, like in my relationship, where does this not feel as juicy as I want it to be? Mm. And then get curious about it. You've got great resources <laughs> <laughs> for how to find this stuff, right? And, and then from that place, I would say, yeah, just understanding that you once knew what love and relationships are meant to be. Like you're just born with this. We just know how to love. Mm. And then through the years, it's not your fault. You learned things that don't work. And so accepting that and be like, okay, it doesn't work. I need to relearn love again. Mm. And it's okay. So from that place, it's like so much can open up. You're not a screw up. You're not failing. You weren't. Just, you just weren't given the tools. Mm. And now you're getting the tools. If you're listening to this, you're getting the tools, which Yay. is great. Hey! <laughs> um, so people in long-term relationships here, or not even long-term, people in relationships. Mm -hmm. Here's one of the things I don't see happen very well. I don't see people dating mm. very well. That's another thing that I think we were fed a story of, this is what a date is. And then we get really used to it. I think most people, especially in longer-term relationships, have their go-to recipe. They're like, okay, well, this is our favorite restaurant, especially if you've got kids and you only have a limited time to get away for a date, if, you have, if you're making space to get away in the first place. It's like, if this is our favorite restaurant, we love to see a movie, and then we're going to go to bed. And maybe we'll have enough energy for intimacy between, between bed, bed and the movie. But when we are first falling in love, the parts of our brain that are stimulated, we can stimulate those same parts again. We have research around this and things you need to do. I call them nice states. So and the nice stands for new, interesting, challenging and exciting. So if you're creating a date, create something that's new, interesting, challenging, and exciting for both of you and take turns. It's like this is my date this week. Next week, it's your date. Right. Mm -hmm. And and then I get to surrender into the unknown of I don't know what you're going to make on our date. That's really cool. I'm just going to see because the mystery keeps everything super exciting. Mm. Um, so what's new, interesting, challenging, and exciting for both of us on this date? And it could be, hey, we're going skydiving. Or <laughs> it could be something simple like, hey, we're going to try this eye-gazing thing that we learned from Luna. Or we're going <laughs> to, um, you know, go into the kitchen and make and see what spices are in the cupboard and just make something new with spices we haven't pulled from the back in, like, years. <laughs> you know, like, oh, what would that be? Google has great recipes. Google <laughs> has all the answers. And, you know, there's so many little things we can do, but changing the patterns is what breaks. I mean, one thing I love that my husband says is at any point in time, you're in pattern or you're in practice. And the patterns just keep you looping, right? It's just like we keep doing the same thing over and over again, and we're surprised we're getting the same results. Mm. Or we can decide that's not working for me. We can shift into practice and decide what is the practice that I want to have. And if the practice is curiosity and mixing things up, great. Then mm. don't go to your recipe date. Try something new. And it doesn't have to be crazy, but it might be crazy. Mm. One of my, here, I'll give you an invitation. Your invitation <laughs> is if you normally eat at a certain table, I want you to go home sometime this week, invite your partner on a date. The invitation is very important. Invite your partner on a date. If they say yes, you can order food, you can cook food. I don't care whatever you want to do. But then instead of sitting at the table together, like you usually do, I want you to go under the table and just eat dinner under the table. If you're grossed out by the floor, put a blanket down. <laughs> if you want to make uh, a tent, you can hang a sheet over the table. You can add Christmas lights if you want to be all crazy. But just the fact of moving under the table shifts something in mm. us. It's that little tiny shift of like, this isn't my normal reality. Mm. And now I can open myself to see you in a different way. And you can see me in a different way. 
And now it's like, oh, we set the stage in for, for change, for mm-hmm. connection, faster, easier. And that's it's a really beautiful practice. Yeah. So nice dates, try them out. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's that novelty and that variety, which I think is, yeah, like the main thing people get stuck in in relationships is... Yeah. That which then, you know, some people then go to open relationships to try to get it. Some people don't actually want to open relate, but they still want more variety and novelty. So I love that idea. It's just like, yeah, you can just create, I don't know, interesting little situations that just, yeah, let your brain and your system know like, oh, this is different. Yeah. Oh, cool. And it doesn't have to cost a lot. It doesn't have to take a lot. You don't have to freeze thinking like, how will I plan this epic thing? I'm like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to fly to the Bahamas. Nothing. You can just. You literally just sit under the table instead of at the table. Like that's like, and and you'll start getting ideas. It's like when we create space for creativity, Mm. all of a sudden more creativity starts flowing. Right. And Google's amazing. You want creative dates. Okay. Awesome. Like don't overthink it. Just invite your partner and go do it. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Giving me some inspiration too. Hey, hey. <laughs> Let me know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. Thanks heaps for joining me today and sharing your beautiful wisdom. Um, is there anything you want to share to finish about how people can connect with you? Mm, yeah. So you can find me on my website, reallyinlove.com. And I'll post this somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you can also find my Instagram. I'm at Coach Ari Kardosh. And I've got a Facebook page and a Facebook group and all that. But I'll also give you a link for anybody who's tuning in. If if you want, I've got a free seven-part navigating conflict series. And so if you want that, I'll just give you a link and you can sign up and it's yours. And it'll give you a lot more tips like this and beyond. But I find people really get stuck in the conflict part. Yeah. So this is where it's like, okay, let me give you some tools to try out. And it moves you in a sequence. So it'll be like small bites instead of overwhelm of all the tools. Yeah, Yeah. great. Love it. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, darling. This is great. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and found it inspiring. You can connect with me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and through my website, sensualartistry.com and sensualarts.school where you can get some freebies and sign up to my mailing list to stay in touch. Hope to see you again soon.